Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily Premier League updates. This is Football Social Daily, the only daily Premier League podcast you can find. Make sure you're subscribed for free so you never miss a show. I'm Jim Salverson. I've got Steve McNaughton here. Hi, mate. I've got Stefan Armstrong here as well. Great pleasure to be here, Jim. They're going to be chatting about everything we've got on the agenda for today, which includes trouble at White Hart Lane. Do Spurs fans need to start worrying about rumblings of discontent in North London? Alexi Sanchez, was he given enough time to impress at Old Trafford? And we're going to take a look at some of the Premier League flops, I'm saying that in quotation marks, that have made an exit from the league over the last week of the European transfer window. First off, don't forget, if you like what you hear, you can leave us a review and rate us on iTunes or wherever it is you find your podcasts. And if you do so, you might get a little shout out on the show as well, like I'm going to give now to a guy called, let me get this pronunciation right, Gunnarimicon. Who? He's a listener in the US. He's given us a lovely review on iTunes that I thought I'd mention. He says, gentlemen, hats off to you. I've been following many football podcasts for the years, and this is by far the best I've heard. You're the Man City slash Liverpool of broadcasts. Everyone else can only hope to get into the top six. Nice one, my friend. What a guy. Get him on. If we are the Manchester City or Liverpool of podcasts, that means we all have to be players within that team. And I want to know which player you think you are, like in terms of Manchester City, in the podcasting world. So for me, I'm going to say I'm going to model myself on James Milner. Pre- <laughs> unspectacular, reasonably reliable and a bit boring. I think that sums up my role in the podcasting world quite well. So where are you going to put yourselves? Uh, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Good passing of the buck. I like that, Steve. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go for Zinchenko. Okay. Um, hopefully up and coming. But nevertheless, not a great haircut. <laughs> I'll probably say um, Roberto Firmino <laughs> of Liverpool. It's um, hatted up everywhere. Very yeah, impressive yeah, teeth. Which, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. They regularly get cleaned. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I've got the tattoos as well. But uh, I think just a bit of an all-rounder who can kind of help out. Uh, you know in defensive duties as well as well as be the attacking pro ass as well. Like so like uh, skillful, yeah, but not work shy. 
Definitely not workshop. Right, right. Let's see if we can live up to these reputations now as we kick off with the content proper. Let's start with Alexi Sanchez, who has left Manchester United officially. He's gone to Italy and he's given an interview in the Italian press about his time at Old Trafford, which, to be fair, I thought he was quite, what's the word I'm looking for, restrained with his comments. He says he doesn't regret his move to Manchester in any way, but he does say he failed to make any impact at all, not because of his own abilities, but because he wasn't really given the playing time he needed. Can we feel a little bit of sympathy for Sanchez here? Was he given a fair shout to impress at Old Trafford? First question. Go on. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I don't think he's due any sympathy whatsoever. Um... And what was the second question again? Sorry. Should he have? Well, should he have had more time? Did he deserve more time to impress? Was no. he really given that standard? <laughs> no. Because we, no. the thing that's often said at Manchester United, particularly about Marcus Rashford, actually, is he needs a run in the team. And I don't think did Sanchez ever really get that extended run in the team. Certainly in the latter stages of his time at Old Trafford, he didn't. I think it was due to uh, to a couple of factors. One of them obviously picked up a couple of injuries, which which can't be helped. I think the other and, and most prominent factor is his attitude. I don't think Alexi knuckled down and took a full grasp of the opportunity that, that was available at Man United. It was a step up from Arsenal, there's no doubt about that. And yes, Man City were in for him and he's chose Man United, whatever. Um, you know, the he, he probably diamond. chose the wrong team at the wrong time. I think, I think Pep Guardiola probably would have got more out of him and, and he would have probably kicked on from where he was at Arsenal. But it, it's... the. When you put that Man United shirt on, even as a Liverpool fan, it brings a certain weight of expectation and there's a standard... He to... played for Barcelona. Uh, he played for Barcelona, exactly, yeah. And when yeah, he... But he, he wasn't exactly like the leading light at Barcelona, though, was he? I mean, he, no. was always, he was always a second fiddle player. He went to Arsenal as one of their biggest signings. Yeah. Um, and I think he came to Manchester United under massive expectations, almost like a goal of game expectations. And I don't think he was ever going to really live up to that, especially when you add in the £400,000 a week. Are we that saying just it's adds more. the big club thing did him, essentially? Playing at a club like Manchester United was just too much for him? I think so, yeah. I think he's... See, he's I'm not I think sure he's, I buy this. I, I think, think he's gone under uh, playing at Man United or trying to play at Man United. He's not got on the pitch as often as he should for various reasons. When he has got on the pitch, he's not put in the necessary work rate, I yeah. think, to make a difference. When you sign Alexis Sanchez and you pay him the type of money that you're going to pay him, you expect him to grab games by the scruff of the neck and make a real impact. Yeah. And he just, I don't recall him doing that. Which I he mean, could do at Arsenal, and we saw him do at which Arsenal. Which he did, did do, yeah. But I think just looking at his, his stats, sorry, Steph, um, his uh, 20 games in the Premier League last season, one goal, three assists, three yellow cards. 2017-18, <laughs> uh, 12 appearances in the Premier League, two goals, three assists, and one one yellow card. That is a woeful return mm. for the level of investment that Man United put in for a player of his calibre. And I think, I know he's, he's no f- favourite of the Man United fans for the reasons that we're probably discussing now, but I think he should be ashamed of himself, really. Harsh. <laughs> Big words. That, that's Liverpool fan mentality. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm being honest, I <clears throat> sympathise with my, my you know, Man United yeah. brethren here um, because that they've spent a lot of money, but the repercussions of doing that deal and putting Sanchez on that level of cash each week probably meant a lot of other players coming in. For them. Do you know what sticks with me slightly on this? And I kind of see the argument about the big club thing and I see him not having the mentality and certainly I've read a lot of articles over the last week that seem to have attacked his mentality. There was one in the, I think it was in The Athletic, who talked about him being this insular character who didn't really bond with the dressing room but was more obsessed with his own performances rather than that of his teammates. And the thing that, really jars with me is the idea that Man City were in for this player 
because I think if Man City had a genuine interest in Sanchez, he must have been right mentally. Because the preparation that goes into a Pep Guardiola signing, they're ensuring they're not just getting a player who is technically gifted, but who is mentally capable of performing at the right level as well. And if there was a genuine interest from Man City, either they misjudged it hopelessly, or he was a stronger player than maybe he's coming across as in these interviews. And I think I think there's a lot to be said for for players at certain times of their lives at certain clubs where it just fits right and form as mm. well. Players lose form. If you look at somebody like Falcao, for example, the same kind of story happened to him, and it also happened at Man United. So there's two issues there. There's either one, the player's form, just the longevity isn't there, or B, secondly... Um, that Manchester United just isn't the place to go for these players. Mm. Maybe they need a team built around them rather than being a certain focal point dragging the team. They're not like Cantona types who are going to drag a struggling team to succeed. They're more players, a bit like Lionel Messi, it could be argued as well, that need the right players around them to be effective. Mm. Maybe he had that at Arsenal, but he didn't have that at Man United, and that's why. Got started on Messi. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he can rebuild it in Italy now? Do you think he's, is that him? If he is this mentally fragile, is that him shot, or can he start again? He's only 29. Yeah, it's a slower pace of game for him, so that might suit him, because he can get that kind of explosion a bit more, you know, on the pitch. But I think um, it's interesting, Steph, that you mentioned Falcao, because he had two bites at the cherry in the Premier League. Chelsea, well, yeah. Chelsea and Man United, and he's not delivered at either of them. Mm. Um, so I think some of these players that do come into a physical, a fast, and and a, a league that has a well, quite frankly, ridiculous schedule of games as well. You know, because these lads get no winter break like other European yeah. leagues get, uh, even though they're, they're doing it this year. Well, a Previously. little winter mm. break this year, but um, which no doubt will be full of trips to China for commercial exactly. reasons or something yeah, along yeah, those lines it. yeah you know so um, he's, it, it's just that they seem to struggle to adapt to, to, to all that them intense them intensities that I've just mentioned and I think I think Italy might suit him a bit better at his age but let's um, let's be honest as well like living on Lake Como or living in Wilmslow you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what I'd rather be doing Wilmslow, it's very <laughs> it's very rainy in Manchester that's all I'm saying yeah. but what I will say about uh, Alexis Sanchez moving to Inter Milan is he is now playing in the best looking football kit of the season that, that Inter Milan strip is amazing the so away, the away great, kit. great job Alexis yeah, yeah. The, that green away kit's very nice isn't it oh. but I'm just looking at it as well and, um, and I don't know why I've stumbled on this but Alexis Sanchez is 62 kilos apparently What's that in? Nine stone seven. Wow. So he is tiny. Yeah. And that's so for, you know, you're going up against a, I don't know, um, I have to say Virgil van Dijk (laughs) (laughs) or, or, um, uh, you know, Harry Maguire or whatever. I'm not Harry Maguire because obviously he plays for the same team, but um, you're going up against these giants of of centre-halves and stuff like that. It's just going to be getting brushed off. Normally when you stand next to him, the few occasions I've met professional footballers, they're always about 20 times as big as you think they will be in real life when you see him on telly. But he's actually small. He's tiny. He's tiny. But I I got a shot when I seen Stephen Pienaar at Everton Mm. because... I went to watch um, uh, a Merseyside derby at Goodison and um, and was sat near the Everton players. And Stephen Pienaar was incredibly small. Mm. I couldn't get over how, how, how small he was. And for the presence that he had on the pitch and what he did with Everton. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just one of them. I think that, you know that's just another thing to add into the mix, really. Right. Well, let's move on. Very quickly, we're going to mention this story because I said we were going to mention it and I, ever since I've said that, I've kind of regretted mentioning it because it feels like a bit... I mean, we are in the depths of the international break now, which means football Hooray! news is, is like scarce on the ground. But I want to talk about uh, Mo Salah at <laughs> Liverpool. I'm not quite sure why this is even a story, but the Mirror 
have it, it isn't a story. a story about a comment from Rousing the Cop, which is a Liverpool fanzine, Never suggesting that Mo Salah should be le- allowed to leave Liverpool in favour of bringing in two of three players, that being Kylian Mbappe, Jadon Sancho and German Wunderkiz, who I have to say, I am not familiar with this player at all, Kai Havertz. He's got, he's got a few goals. Yeah, he, got, he is, and, and Liverpool are very hot on Havertz. Mm. Um, I mean, it's been knocking around for a you know, couple of weeks, that story. I think the fee is, or, or release clause, whatever, without kind of looking into it in real details, around €100 million Euros to get him, because that's how highly he's rated. Mm. But he is a player that I think fits the mould of Jurgen Klopp. You know, 20-year-old German midfielder, scores a lot of goals. Um, so I think watch this space with this one. As as for the story of um, selling Mo Salah to get <laughs> Kylian Mbappe and Jadon Sancho, <clears throat> Sancho um, that is absolute bollocks for, for the best use of, of a word. I've never heard anything as ridiculous. And, and, and as a Liverpool supporter, because I might have mentioned it on the podcast once or twice that I support Liverpool, um, it, some of our, our, our podcasts, some of our fanzines, some of our Twitter feeds and stuff like that, are quite embarrassing um, because they just spout this nonsense about stuff like that. I have it on decent authority uh, from a fairly credible source that Mo Salah is incredibly happy at Liverpool. Mm. The fans love him. He's scoring a load of goals. He's winning stuff. I mean, obviously he's won the oh, Champions He's the king That's of the cop. Yeah, no that, that front three at Liverpool have never been as happy in the career. I mean, the thing is about so the story as well. Rubbish. It's rubbish. You look at Mo Salah. I mean, Mo Salah is clearly got a transfer value that would exceed most Premier League players at the moment. He's probably yeah, one of the most valuable players. Million, yeah. But in terms of getting rid of him and bringing in two of those three very highly rated, probably very expensive players, that makes it nonsensical as well, doesn't it? Yeah, because especially it's when it's we sign Mo Salah for 35 Do you know million. what? Whoever, whoever's written this has seen Moneyball or something. It's, <laughs> it's football just, isn't it's baseball. Just... You keep your best players full stop. Right. Um, Barcelona tried to do this with... Um, when they uh, sold Neymar and brought in Coutinho and Dembele yeah, yeah. and Polinho, and it just went complete flop. Keep your mm. best players, full stop. Right. Well, let's wish I never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> let's crack on. Uh, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about Spurs, trouble at White Hart Lane, and look at some of the players that have left the Premier League over the last few hours and taken up new European adventures. We'll do that in a bit on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. Don't forget to get our Alexa skill where you can get daily updates on your Premier League team and full match reports from every Premier League game. All you need to do is find your Alexa and say Open Sports Social and tell us which team you support. We're going to talk about Spurs now on Football Social Daily. Trouble at White Hart Lane. 15 points from the last 15 games. Mumblings of discontent all over the shop. And there was this league table I saw as well from this fella on Twitter called Matty Furness, which I thought was really interesting. It showed where teams would sit if you took the points they'd got since February, which is kind of a bit of a, if my aunt was my uncle, you know, that one. But it showed Spurs around 12th in a Premier League table. Yeah, based on their performance since February, which is around where Burnley and Newcastle... But things changed for them towards the end of last year, didn't it? It became a Champions League season. Yeah. But is there a problem at Spurs? Is there anything to worry about, or is this purely... A blip. I don't think there's necessarily a problem. I I I think that Tottenham just haven't been able to sign that one or two players 
which would make them real contenders. Mm. And that must be so frustrating. But they had a reasonable window. This window just gone. So Celso came players. in, who and, was decent. Yeah, and Tangai and Domble. And Domble, that's the other filly, yeah. But then, but then how you're running your business, you're letting contracts run down to the point where you don't know when you're going to have your best players until. Ericsson, mm. to be honest, has been a conversation all summer until yesterday. It, that's got to be a bit unsettling, surely. Well, this is my other question, actually, because he was a player that everyone expected to leave Spurs this summer. He said he wanted to leave. The club didn't really show much ambition in terms of keeping him, and now he's still at the club. He's still saying he wants to leave. He said his career... He wished his career was like a game of football manager, just seen that. where he could just select where he wanted to go, essentially. Now, he'll probably leave next summer in a free, or maybe in January on a really reduced fee. It, yeah. It's a it's a bit it, of a mess, isn't it, it? Exactly. So surely it's better cashing in 50 or 60 million for him this summer mm. and investing in another player when the time comes. So... I don't know. I feel like that's kind of always been the story of Tottenham for a long time. You know what I mean? We um, uh, we talked about it last week uh, on the podcast after uh, after the Newcastle game, and I'll just reiterate the comments that I said about it. Then is that it's not a happy ship at Tottenham. You can see it's not a happy mm. ship. Um, they are first and foremost they've got one of the world's best stadiums, the new ones. I yeah. think they're struggling to settle into it a little bit, which does happen because your boys obviously went to, to the London Stadium and yeah, had one of the worst stadiums. That's that, that <laughs> a terrible that, not a football stadium. That uh, yeah. first season. So so when you move into to new premises, if you like, even though it was still built on the same mm. sacred hallowed land, mm. and you know they are kind of struggling a little bit with that. Um, Mauricio Pochettino is not happy. Mm. Uh, I think that is very much... I'm no body language expert, but I have seen kind of the conferences and the post-match comments that he's making. And when he's coming out and saying kind of like, well, my job role needs re redistinguishing if you like and you know we need a clear um, uh, explanation of what I'm here to do um, mm. because I'm not involved in transfers I'm essentially just a head coach um, you're like uh, you know it it doesn't bode well and I think on the pitch uh, we talked about it as well that, that Tottenham form in the Premier League since since um, you know the start of the year is is extremely worrying um, and Tottenham having spent what was it 67 million on Domble it was a big amount of money yeah. wasn't it I mean I might I might be wrong there but I think it had a six in front of it anyway and they've obviously paid a lot of money for low sell so he was again struggling to adapt to the physicalities and, and the, the speed and which intensity which a lot of players do which and, they do and a fair few come out the other side and after and 10 he probably games, will do because he's a very skilled tactician um, you know and, um, uh, and player and, and he's got a good game IQ so I, I've got no worries about low sell so but there's somewhat not quite clicking there. The, the Ericsson thing has been hanging over him like a cloud all summer. Mm. The wind has passed yesterday, and now he's coming out and kind of saying, well, I still want to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just that someone needs Do to be... Do you play him? If you're a manager in that situation, you've got a player that doesn't want to be there, but at the same time, a supremely talented yeah, he, player. Yeah, he can't go anywhere. I think you've got to play him and utilise him. Of course they've got, no, they've got no choice but to play him. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. If, if if I was somebody like Harry Kane or Deli Alley, I'd just be looking at the players who have left, left Tottenham over the last few years and have gone on to win a lot of things. Yeah. And you must be looking at it feeling a bit sick. Like Cal Walker, for example, you know, he's gone to Man City. And cleaned you know, up. And, and just won everything. If I was Harry Kane, and this is no massively original thought, it's been said a hundred times before, but he's got to be looking at the team he loves and going, I've got to make a choice here. I either stay with Tottenham, the team that I love and the team that I've been a part of for, I don't know, however many years he's been a professional footballer there, or 
I can win stuff and fulfill my potential and go to a Real Madrid or go to a yeah even do a, do a Michael Owen go to Real Madrid I get just, injured then sign for Newcastle. I just, I just wonder. I mean, there's there's no doubt in um, Harry Kane's um, ability and you know his goal scoring record etc. Obviously, the injuries are a concern for him, but I just think it feels to me like that ship has sailed now. Um, I, I don't feel that the, that if you if you come on the market, I don't think your Real Madrids and whatnot are going to go in and kind of spend mm. 150 Steve, million quid look, on him. L- looking at um, as a Liverpool fan, yeah, you would have had this conversation about Steven Gerrard many years ago. Yeah, how he never left at the time you could have left to win things. For example, I think Chelsea came knocking when Mourinho was yeah. there first time round. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think Harry Kane's in a similar sort of dilemma as you will as Steven Gerrard was I at think, the time? I think he would have done, but I think Harry Kane's time to go was probably 12 months ago. Um, but it just feels to me like there's not that kind of uh, almost stampede to get him in yeah. to get him in the team anymore. That might come back round because if he can get a run of games together, um, which will be largely due to Spurs' form and exactly, a few injuries that he's had. We talked about it last week and we said the, the issue with Tottenham is that you look through the Tottenham team. There's a lot of skilled players there, you know, with, without a doubt. But there's no match winners there. Mm. There's no one there who's going to really grab a game by the scruff of the neck and go right, lads. We're two 0 down. We're winning this today, three two or four two, whatever. They haven't got that. They haven't got like a, I mean, Stefan's just mentioned the uh, Gerard. Um, uh, you know, it roided roll. Yeah, stuff that, that, that sort of player would have changed the derby at the weekend. That, mm. that would have because I mean, being being two goals up, um, I mean, and then thrown away to Arsenal, Arsenal like that. I think you've got to see that out, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. In conclusion, there's some problems there, yeah, yeah, 100%. And you can trace it all back to the Manchester United saga, can't you, with Pochettino maybe having his head turned slightly and then being blown out of the water by Solskjaer oh. in his early form and not getting that gig that maybe he really wanted. But having said that, um, and I think what Pochettino's doing is is because it, I'll, I'll challenge anyone to say to me that he's, not, that he's happy at Tottenham. I just don't buy mm. that he's happy at Tottenham at the minute. I think he's got an eye on the Bernabeu. Um, because Real Madrid have not made a good start again. Um, yeah. You know they're not really playing any of the new signings that they brought in in summer because I think Hazard's got a thigh injury, hasn't he? Um, the lad uh, Jovic, who they signed from um, Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt for fifty-six million quid, I think, uh, or euros. Um, they've now got major doubts about him. You mm. know, and that's why he's not getting any game time. Um, so well, Bale's the main man again there well, Bale's the main man after Zidane <laughs> publicly come out and said to him he's not part of the plans yeah. and then a week later said actually I might keep guard there you go. he's but, not a bad lad yeah, I guess there's a, there's a lesson <laughs> for Christian Eriksen isn't it so I just wonder if, 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 if Pochettino was hedging his bets and just going actually you know what come November time there might be a gig at Real Madrid mm. going there uh, that are quite he's fancy. not proper though is Pochettino he surely can get any job he wants after well, I think Real Madrid are coming surely for him. I think Real Madrid. He doesn't day. seem damaged actually by this, does he? He no, doesn't no, seem no, to be no. in any way. It seems to be Levy's fault or maybe the players' fault. But Pochettino's coming up smelling well, he's roses. He's just, just proven himself to be an excellent coach, hasn't he? <laughs> he's, he's not just, getting everything he wants, and he's and he's having a degree of success. Yeah, so. because he's got an half decent Tottenham team to be a decent, a really good European team, Champions League final last season. That is that's no mean feat. That that is a massive achievement for Tottenham. And unfortunately, a lot of clubs when they do get a sniff of it, they do kick on and yeah. and, and, and go. Uh, a bit further on, but you just don't see Tottenham going, actually, we got really close, let's go one better this year. You just can't see that happening. Right, let's wrap up today's Football Social Daily with a game of flop or not. Yes. Uh, so some of the players that have been classed as flops from this season and the last few seasons of Premier League who have finally left the league, were they given a fair rub of the green? Are they Premier League flops? I've got a feeling we might get three from three here, but we'll see how it goes. Ooh. Right, first one, Mkhitaryan. Henrik Mkhitaryan, he's finally left. He's gone to Roma 
for £2.7 million after spells with Manchester United and with Arsenal. Everyone was really excited when he first came from the Bundesliga. Flop, 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 flop. 100%. Flop. Uh, I'm going to go with flop as well, Steph. 100%. Apart from the scorpion kick, not really entertained us that much. What went wrong for Mkhitaryan? Too lightweight. Signed for Man United at the wrong time. If he'd gone straight to Arsenal, like maybe with Aubameyang, for example, where he did have that Bundesliga relationship mm. and he was like the highest assist maker in the Bundesliga, could he have done better? Was it just the curse of Manchester United that... Knackered him. <laughs> oh, that, that is a deep philosophical question that nobody can answer. I don't know. Curse of Man United. Okay. <laughs> Good analysis, boys. Well done. Uh, right, let's move on. Javier Hernandez. He's left West Ham for Seville. 7.2 million quid, which is a decent transfer for him, really. Even though he joined for 16 million in 2017, became West Ham's record signing at the time and was still their highest wages on the transfer bill. What was his goal scoring record like at West Ham? He, ooh, decent. 16 goals. 16 goals in, in what? what 50 appearances 50 odd like games that. or something he like did, that he didn't do terribly but he didn't play that much either a lot of his appearances were substitute what? appearances he played under three managers I have a feeling that he came to West Ham as a kind of Slavon Bilic had this idea of playing Hernandez and Andy Carroll as this like big man little man <laughs> front man oh, my like pe- Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger the cliche <laughs> There you go, big man, little man. Um, but I think that's why he was brought in. And then when Bilic left, it kind of fell apart from him. He never really got a chance. But as you say, his goal scoring yeah, it's half, half decent. I don't think he did a bad job, but probably time to move on. Yeah, I, think I think you've got to look at him. As, uh, I think in, if you're looking at whether he was a hit or he wasn't, or sorry, a flop or not, yeah, I've got to say he's a flop at West Ham. I think it's surprising West Ham let him leave, to be fair, considering the lack of striking options that they have, that we have at the moment. Antonio was injured against Newport. It leaves us Sebastian Haller. Uh, He's made a good start, though. Yeah, he has. He's scoring goals. A knock on him, and that's that's kind of all your goals gone, yeah. pretty much. There isn't yeah. another forward option, which is a bit of a weird no one. No one coming through the kids, no. Um, there's the Swiss lad we've signed, Ajeti. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think, who looked hopelessly out of his depth against Newport. And that's kind Lots of... Lots to be excited yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Last one. Manchester United, the curse again. Matteo Damian. Joined from Torino in two. Sorry, joined from Torino, twelve point seven million pound. Left to Parma yesterday for one point four million pounds, which just kind of shows how much his stock's (laughs) fallen. Bear in mind here, Matteo Damian has an FA Cup medal, an EFL Cup medal, and the Europa League medal. So is he a flop? He he played a lot under Mourinho, didn't he? Mm. Seventy-two matches in over four years. I, I, I don't know. I, and, and one of them, I don't think you can call him a flop because he did win stuff and he did hold a place in the team for for a season. But again, he just fails to excite. You know what I mean? Mm. Just to put a bit of context on it, Andy Lonergan has got a European Super Cup medal. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that is decent. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, qualification for it. But yeah. what I'm going to do, though, uh, like, gents, is I'm just going to say with, with Matteo Damien as, as we kind of move on, he has steadily declined at Man United. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know if you can see that, Steph, but I'm just looking at his, his uh, stats here. So we go um, from 28 games to 18 to 8 to 6. Yeah. This is something we talk about with the Mourinho era quite a lot at Manchester United, though, isn't it? The players did decline. That there wasn't that level of coaching and the young, promising talent that you would have expected to flourish kind of dropped off the radar mm. over that period of time that he was there. Yeah, but I, I would also say for Damien, his kind of stock 
of fullback has kind of gone out of fashion a little bit in the Premier mm. League right now. It's all about bombing forward, pace, being able to attack first and foremost, but also do a job defending. Yeah, he wasn't that kind of player, was he? So maybe, maybe he's just suffered from that a little and bit. And again, another player that will probably shine in the Italian league. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's also um, uh, he's 29 years of age as well. Uh, which he's older than I thought he was, and uh, I think you know Palmer probably coming at the right time uh, in his career because the decline at Man United yeah. has, has been quite steady there across each season. And it feels um, like a right move for everyone, doesn't it? It's I just mean, just everyone concerned, and I think the, the fee is probably about right for him as well. You know that that's being paid, but in terms of flop or not, I've got to say flop. Right, three flops. I think we settled on there, then, did we? What about you, Steph? I feel sorry for him. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't, Sympathy. I cannot call him a flop. I cannot call him a flop, but he certainly wasn't electric. There you go, Matteo. Stefan still loves you. Right, that's it from today's Football Social Daily. Steve, Stefan, thank you very much. Cheers, for Jim. We'll see you next time. Make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a show. This is your only Premier League daily podcast you can find, so make sure you come back soon. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.